It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man. Boom, it's Rusty. Welcome, everybody, to the Public Access Podcast, the a podcast here on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGBN, with other great shows that I co-host, such as When the Gloves Come Off, the Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is it with Lizzie and Saved by the Ben. And this is brought to you by Stone Reads Productions, Fred Ren Savage's Buck, Hardcore Comedy, Hypnosis is Great, and SockEmUp.org. And so welcome, everyone. It's Thursday. And so I've been on her podcast. And when we met, uh, I, I have this, like, I need to talk to her. There's something, there's something about her that I need to talk to. I need to get to know her. And I'm happy I did. And so right here, right now, I'm going to bring her on because I can do whatever I want because it's my show. Uh, and I have it's up. Uh, Colleen Lindbergh, how you doing? I'm good. How are you doing, Rusty? It is your show, it's, isn't it? It's my show. <laughs> I can do whatever I want here. I, there's there's no one saying you can't do this on your show, but yes, I can. There's there's no there's no FCC here telling me that I need to clean up my act. Uh, what what is the FCC in Canada? Is there, do you know that question? No. Okay. Well, so yeah, what, whoever it is, whoever wants to go and bring the hammer down on old Rusty Diamond ain't going to happen except, <laughs> except maybe YouTube. YouTube <laughs> likes to bring the hammer down on me sometimes. <laughs> I could see that. There was one of my videos they were questioning and I was like, yeah. So they made it like um, a restricted video that only certain people could like see it. And I just went, oh whatever YouTube, you know? <laughs> yeah, YouTube, just trying to, you know, enlighten people, expand their minds, expand their realm of existence. And you're shutting us down for, without even giving us a good reason why sometimes. Or uh, the last one I had was I had a guy that was a, uh, he was a porn star and he, his, podcast is on x videos so yeah. the link that i had mm, yeah. i put that on there and just because of the link they took it down <laughs> and i couldn't upload for a week so <laughs> those porn stars you know like frick getting yeah. a bad rap for everyone <laughs> right yeah well look at them thanks thanks guy but uh eh, you know it, i got back i'm back here and so i think i'm sitting at I forgot how many strikes I have right now. I want to say I'm down to like a half one now. I was at two and a half, three, two and a half, three, a lot. And then now I think I'm down to a half. I think it goes wow. away after six months. One of those uh, things like being on probation. So uh, you just <laughs> uh, go, for, go from uh, uh, probation to YouTube probation to <laughs> all that fun stuff and you know, you, you mess up sometimes. Sometimes in life you mess up. Sometimes. But, you know, but it can be a good thing. And uh, you can, you meet, you meet some people along the way. Some good, some bad. But 
yeah, well, I don't know if I, I don't know about that one. There, yeah, there is definitely some interesting <laughs> people met there, but I, I did get to meet them everywhere, right? Like they're like everywhere we go. If we're open to the possibility of meeting interesting people, they yeah. will show up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, well, what do you think about this then? So, with people that are very much of the younger generation now, even some of people our age and even getting to be older now too. Um, are very much into the way into whatever's only in front of their face without mm -hmm. what's really in front mm -hmm. of their face, just into their, uh, I mean, so it, yeah, I mean, not open to experiences that are right in front of them or wanting to meet new people, afraid to meet new people. And I don't, I don't know, I want to understand it but I haven't, haven't yet. I mean, there's true, there's times I don't want to really be bothered, but it's not all the time. And I, I'm, I'm meeting new people every day. I got new people uh, that I got to meet. And, you know, it was like that for, like for, even for, for dating websites, it was like, but now that's that's where everyone ends up. Everyone ends up on a dating website, and it's, it's hard to just go up to people now, and uh, there, or you know, you you say you whatever. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, you let, let's go out. And it's like, well, uh, go check. I got check, some check stories for you. On, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, if you want to talk more, you're gonna have to go onto my my Tinder or something. Or uh, <laughs> I don't want to talk to you in real life it seems and um it's definitely interesting and you know like i i like when we talk about the younger generation they grew up in an instant gratification world most of them came from parents that were working full-time both of them weren't actively actually parenting were and not to say that they didn't want to they just needed to pay bills and they were stuck in the rigmarole of like executing in life and then it was like extracurricular activities and if the family actually sat down to eat dinner together, it was an anomaly. Like, and that's a thing here that we're seeing move through. Now, granted, there are some families that really hold that sacred and there is some families that are doing this amazingly. But the world right now is showing this back at us going, get everything you want on your phone, get everything you want on your phone. So they've been conditioned to have their nose down in their phone. They don't know how to be around people. They don't know how to socialize. They don't know how to work with their hands. They don't know how to get dirty outside. Like we did, you know, that's all that we did. Like my parents never, like we rarely watched movies. I think it was like 13 when I got my first movie, you know, because we were always outside running around doing things, right? So yeah, yeah. come yeah. back in uh, when, you know, come back for dinner was usually when it was, was for yeah. me, you know? When is yeah. dinner come back unless, uh, you know, you're going to a friend's house to eat dinner, but. And then the yeah, sun I mean, goes down, you're about, you better be at home. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, and I don't think that even holds true. Even during this whole time, during the, the shutdown, I don't think that increased time with people around you uh you know like no, there's no family dinner or whatever even during that time it was still just you know grab your shit and go go into your room and uh like this and just you know it'd be like if i existed in here all the time uh i exist in here for 
the time that I'm doing this and that's it. it. Maybe a little <laughs> yeah. bit more, yeah. but uh, yeah, I mean, this is, this is about it. It's just, it's well, not all yeah. the time. And I don't, yeah, I don't have a need to develop well, also, too, a, like people don't know how to be present anymore like how do they actually like they don't know how to be actually in their life like this is the hardest thing and I was working with the client over the last month literally to get her to be in her life instead of doing and I watched her like it was so hard for her in her mind because she was used to hustle move it through next thing on the list next thing on the list next thing on the list and she was missing the stillness right right yeah, and uh, you know, uh, it's very much not what you, you know, all the stuff you do, but it's what you do in between those steps. It's just like, uh, well, I don't know, like in, you know, in uh, to bring pro wrestling into it, it's not like it's what you do in between each step of mm -hmm. that really matters, and it's I think what you do in between each step. And being able to be really present is something that's very important and very much easily overlooked just trying to get from one thing to the next thing and just not really letting not letting stuff soak in and yeah get to be present well and i also think too rusty it's like half the steps we have right now on our plate are just fillers like they don't even mean anything we're running around trying to be something that we're not trying to keep up to something that we don't need to keep up to and if we just peeled it all back and stepped into like actually what's important and hold that space the whole game changes you know like I said to one of my clients once I go what if you could make the same amount of money or more money actually doing less work like and in our brains we can't even fathom that that's a thing but I proved it all out in my whole business model like I was working six seven days a week you know 10 12 hour days and now if I barely if I actually work five days a week and four hours in my days, and I make more money today than I ever did then, you know, like I've proved the whole model out in my own business, but it's like trusting and actually believing that it's possible to actually live this whole alter ego, alter reality life, you know? Right. Which is the life that you probably should have been doing before. And, and we weren't, and I don't know if now what they're teaching people in, in schools, but I mean, <laughs> That sure wasn't something they were teaching us how to do. They weren't saying, hey, you know that you can work for maybe five days, maybe four hours a day and be better than being this worker bee that works, uh, you know, however many hours a day and just every day and has cases of the Mondays. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah right. We went through know, that one. <laughs> it, it's, it's not a thing. I, I no. love Monday mornings. I love them. And it's, every day is a Saturday for me is what I say. Right. And every day is a Saturday. Yeah. If it's not, just stop. Stop and just reevaluate. It's okay to reevaluate your life. And even when you're older, you're never too old to reevaluate your life. No. Um, in which a lot of people is like, well, I'm 30 years old. I just, you know, I'm so old I can't do anything different now. And it's I don't yeah. know, like, yeah, I mean, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. Why not? Why not change what you're doing? It's yeah. I have a woman in my life that's one of my clients that's late 60s that literally started working with me a year ago and started up a brand new business a year ago. 
Like, Jesus. and she's living life. She's in so much joy. Like she just loves what she's doing. Like it's just, and it fuels her soul, you know, like that's the, that's where we all should be really. Right. And, and I totally agree. And I don't, it's a hard thing though, to, cause I don't know if everybody can do that. And mm -hmm. because, because there has to be people that do the other jobs and you know what some i was thinking about this this morning actually so my house cleaner is coming over today this afternoon and i asked her when she was here last time i said and she only speaks spanish too which is kind of really fun so i'm like learning like she's gonna actually probably teach me spanish because she only talks it right so like i have to learn google translate bring it out but i asked her the question do you really love this work and she she's like i love this work so in our mind Yep. the work that we don't want to do that we're in like we're over here doing if we just got into alignment and we're over here playing in the juicy we can do that but there's other people that the work we don't want to do is actually juicy for them and it fuels their heart like she she is so proud of the work like i swear she showed me the windows like three times about how clean they were you know like and i love her innocence for that and her vibe like just all of the things you know and I didn't think she would be here for like a whole day the first time she cleaned my house, but she cleaned the outside walls of my house. Like she like Whoa. went to town and had like, I was, I watched her in awe and I went like, she's dedicated to the craft, you know, like yeah. all in. And yeah, I mean, that's something that I wish was, there was something I had that I would be that proud about. Mm -hmm. Um, but I didn't find that until I was in my, probably in my thirties. And I mean, cool. yeah. And being able to have that and just being like, this is something that I, you know, when people say, you know, find a job you, you love. I mean, I've been hired and fired from, I can't tell you how many jobs. Uh, Why am I not surprised about that? You know? Right. <laughs> You shouldn't be. You should not be. It's, it's it was well, and also it was a lot different getting a job back then. Uh, back in my day, I would just walk up to a place, walk in, give a good handshake. I have a great handshake. Uh, still doing it. Probably, you know, I don't know if it has the same meaning as it did back then, but it would be pretty easy for me to get a job. And but then life happens and and rusty comes out and uh you know things start <laughs> happening and they're like well you know maybe this wasn't you're not quite the right fit for this job so i, I learned but then yeah it also got me to you know explore different avenues and find ways to do things for myself and yeah i mean i was when what how old was i that was that 2000 like 25, I think, when I started doing doing stuff on my own. And I was like, okay, well, this is this is better. This yeah. is better. Besides when I was a youngin and I was uh doing eBay stuff, but I was still working all these these shitty jobs, which were shitty to me, but could be great for somebody else. I was so, 19 and I like sold vacuums door to door for a day. Not me too. I Kirby? was like all yeah, Kirby. I was like all in it, you know, but it was like one day and I was like, and when I was in this old man's house for like three hours trying to suck up dirt from his mattress, and I was like, 
I can't do this anymore. I gotta go. Like I gotta like yeah. I'm way way the fuck away on the other side of town, like an hour from my house. I had to catch a bus to go back home. And I was like, and meanwhile, the day before I said to my mom, I'm gonna be rich. This is what I'm gonna do. Like you watch. I come back home. No, we're not selling vacuums, you know. Like, yep. I was like, <laughs> this wasn't a good idea. And yeah. <laughs> did it have some weird name? Uh the name of the company was so mine was like you know, RCQ International yeah, or yes, something like that. Totally, like KVC or something. I don't know. Yeah. And I was like, huh, okay. And then, uh, see, so yeah, I did it for one day and then I was applying for jobs later. And then I like sort of remember the name, but I'm like, I think this is the name, but I'm not really sure. And then, um, so they're like, yeah, come on in the next day or whatever, however they do it. Um, I don't know if they turn people away ever for that I pre part. It. And yeah, yeah. No. so I go in there and I'm like, oh shit, okay. Uh, I found out what who you are, and I already did this. I'm taking off. I'm done. I'm not. I'm not spending my day here again. And yeah, that. I, I mean, was that all was in for the cruise, man. I was like, I'm gonna get that cruise, and I'm a pretty like go getter, competitive girl. But yeah, no thanks. Were you doing other sales jobs? No, no, no. Um, ended up like a lot in retail slash hospitality, um, always became manager, supervisor and all those roles, just how I operated. And that's how I ended up starting my like consulting company back 14 years ago was because of the fact that I just went in, changed the systems and processes, upgraded everything, started having the highest sales in the companies. And they were like, who is this girl? You know, that just walked in this random out of nowhere. Um, but sales is like easy for me because it's all connection. Like if I can understand you and you desire a, something that I can move you through, then I'm all in. Like I've never had a problem connecting that together, but it was never salesy. Like that door-to-door sales is salesy. It's like, like let me in your house and as a slime ball. And, and I said to the old man was like, you're a really nice girl and I really wish you luck, but we don't need a $5,000 vacuum, you know, yeah. like, my mattress, you know, like, like, so funny. like uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be all right. And and then I also think too, like I have sales in my blood. It's, you know, it's, it's going, it's my thing, I guess. And, uh, but there are times when I've sold some shitty stuff Mm -hmm. and I don't want someone to come. I got to a point, like, I don't want someone to come back to me 10 years down the road and say, Hey, do you remember when you were at the mall and you like, like, Hey, Hey, nice shirt. You want to come uh, get a T-Mobile plan <laughs> and, uh, you know, come back or like, Hey, this, this uh, wind spinner thing, uh, the, the little things that make the little trippy designs and uh, that go with the wind. It's sort of like a wind chime, but it like makes some weird, I don't know. These things, I used to sell these at the mall for a while. I was the top seller of those things. And, but then I was like, okay, no, I can't. I, one, I hate being at the mall. The yeah. mall, I <laughs> yes. like, like, I used to go to the mall. My thing would be, I'd go on Christmas Eve and drive around and pretend I'm looking for a parking spot or pretend I'm about to leave my parking spot. But that's a whole different thing. That was me just uh, having fun. But then I, I enjoyed the chaos of watching people freaking out for for Christmas, uh, trying to last minute buy. I, I only shopped on Christmas Eve. Really? 
Yeah, that was my jam. It, the mall yeah. would be quiet. The sales for Boxing Day would have already started. They'd have them up. So I'd get everything at discounts. I'd go in, come home, wrap the gifts or else get someone to wrap them that night because they were still there, some of them. So I'd be like, just pay for the <laughs> wrapping, be fucking done. And yeah. then it would, like, I would just flow through that couple hours later, be done. Let's go. Yeah. So did you know what you want for everybody? Or was this like, uh, you just saw like, oh, that's for Steve. Oh, that's for Mary. Oh, that's for my mom. That's for my dad. Uh, that's for. Well, everything's uh, kind of intuitive with me. And even back then, although I've, I wouldn't have known it to be, but it was kind of like I had a game, sort of a game plan coming in. But then I would, and I'm that shopper that's like, I got one thing, then I'd be like, oh my God, it'd be really cool if I got like three things, you know? So then I would be like, let's go find some other things. So like, cause I just love to stack stuff. Like, and for me, it's the juiciness of like the gift, right? I'm not, I, I buy the gift to buy the gift. Cause you know, it's, that's the standard, but it's also like, how can I get them like really seeing that I feel and see them, you know, like, and yeah. so it's like a new challenge in my world. And then I also challenge myself by you're on a time limit. The mall closes in two hours. You got to get this done. You've got, we got to be at dinner at 8 PM. Like, you know, all the things. And I'm like, yeah, like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. So what happens though, if you get, if you, okay. So like I, for me, I like give, I can't wait until the, holiday or their birthday or whatever it is because like sometimes i'll get something let's say it's june and it's mm -hmm. gonna be a it would be like a christmas present or something and but it's something that they would need now and maybe wouldn't need in six months yeah well i, I that's when it's like oh crap this would be a good christmas present but then i just end up going and if it's something then I'm like, okay, I got to get it now. You're getting it now. And it's just going to be like, it's a Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Here is a. <laughs> Here's the thing. Rusty, it's never on my radar before it needs to be on my radar. So like I live so uh, much in the present moments of time that I literally do not even really think about the future. My mom right now says to me, have you tapped out of Costa Rica yet? I was like, no, I'm thinking about, you know, I don't know, maybe I got a little week because you have to tap out every three months, right? So technically right now I'm a legal alien in the country. Oh. So like I'm over my three months stay. And I'm like, fuck, oh, it's Costa Rica. It won't be a problem. She's like, you're not going to get let back in. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it'll be okay. So now I'm thinking about going to Panama and I was going to do it this weekend, go take a bus trip to Panama, stay the night, come back over. Um, but now I don't know if I can make it happen this weekend. So I'm just... Like, uh, next week maybe i'll fly out to mexico for a couple days do work from mexico come back i'm just kind of like feeling it all out in the space of things um but it's like I'm, i live so much in the present like i'm not thinking about timelines and stuff and i just the universe will take care of me if i'm supposed to come back to costa rica i will and if not then maybe i'll stay in panama <laughs> i don't know like, you know, like i'll have to figure out how to get my shit from costa rica <laughs> you know like i how far is it from Panama to Costa Rica or from, well, where you, or from Costa Rica? From yeah, the border, like two hours, a two hour, two and a half hour drive. So, so I take two, the bus. Oh, yeah, sorry. sorry. No, go ahead. Um, so for citizenship for Panama, if you're dual citizenship, um, you have to have $10,000 in the bank and you can become a Panamanian citizen. As that's, that's, the, the, that's like the only requirement for uh, expats. Wow. It's just like $10,000 in the bank. Shit, which... Maybe I should have become a Panamanian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <what is> it 
Yeah, and I mean, you're right there. You can just hop right. I mean, sure, it's a lot easier for a Panamanian to stay in Costa Rica, and then you can just go back every once in a while to Panama. And um, wow, yeah. that's really that's thank you. Yeah, I was looking into a lot of places that were, you know, kind of the what's the easiest one to get citizenship? But you're Canadian, so you yours might be. I mean, it's probably the same, but for, I'm sure it's for an American, same. like, yeah, yeah, it was like, okay, well, this, these are the places. And um, I was looking at, yeah, one of those, yeah, one of those was Panama. And then there was, there were some in Asia and Europe, but yeah, I was like 10,000 bucks to Panama. It's a, like, it was the, and it's also the, the right kind of climate that I enjoy. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and uh, like, 10,000 bucks in the bank isn't too hard to have. And you only need to have 10,000 bucks in the bank for probably a few months. Yeah. And then uh, you can take that out. You just have to be like, oh, hey, here's 10,000 bucks. Here's my bank statement with 10,000 bucks in the bank. I want to be in your country. And so, so, uh, so yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, how many times have you been back and forth after those three months to Costa Rica? So I've, this is the eighth month I've been here, literally like a couple of tomorrow, it'll be like eight months of being here. So I flew back to Canada both other times to tap out. Um, and one of my girlfriends, I was like, I didn't leave here for like a year and it was fine for me. I'm like, yeah, but you also got permanent residency in play. So I feel oh. like it's going to be fine. Like I'm not like, it's going to be like two weeks maybe that I will have been here extra. Like I, like Costa Rica is very chill. Like you know, like even at the airport, it's like um, my mom was like so scared when she was coming in January with all the shit that I sent with like with her. I was like, hey, mom, just put in the duffel bag, wrap this. Well, I'm like, you're going to be fine. OK, relax. So literally one time when I was going through security, the dude's talking to his friend, just his freaking button, like hand on the button, just talking like like not even watching. Right. So I said yeah. to my mom when they like landed, got through us. So did you have any problems with security? No. And I was like, see, you fucking worry for nothing, you know, like, so yeah. I just feel like I just, I'm supposed to be living here. I'm like, there, and when I believe in divinity, I believe in universal flow. So like, I'm supposed to be here. Like, I'm just like, it, I will not have a problem. So. Yeah. I mean, there's no need to, I mean, you're, no. yeah. I mean, I, how nice is it to just be like, okay, well, this is where I'm going to go. And I mean, I'm sure it's probably different from other places you were living and, Oh my um, God. Are you kidding me? Like, it's like completely <laughs> different change, like whole life change, like, like the pure Vita lifestyle. That's what they call it here in Costa Rica, pure life. Like it is actually truth. You learn to slow down. You learn to pay attention. You learn that half the stuff you thought you needed, you don't need. Like, you know, like I, when I first moved here, I was all in for a Swiffer and I was like, I, you can't buy Swiffers in this country. Okay. Like at oh. all, because everything for them is reusable. They're trying to keep the earth clean. They don't want garbage, all that stuff. So when I flew back in December to Ontario, I brought a Swiffer back with like 280 pads. Okay. Like extra pads. I yeah. have not, I, I've maybe have used 10 of them. Like, because wow. I just, and it's not even important. So now I've got 270 <laughs> freaking Swiffer pads at my house that I'm not, because I just picked like, even this morning, I already, I swept the floor. Like you, I sweep three, four times a day here and white floors, like I'm right near the river. So I have a lot of bugs that come into my house where they come in from. No idea. But every yeah. morning I wake up and I'm like, welcome. You know, like, you know, like, <laughs> so 
So yeah, it's so How are you doing this morning? Yeah. Yeah, they're all dead, but like, it's just so interesting, you know? Yeah, I mean, they're seeing you're living a pretty good life. They're like, okay, well, if I'm going to end up dying, I mean, I might as well go somewhere where it looks like, hey, it's a pretty good place. This person looks like they're having a good time. Like, oh, just going to die here. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so, um, so then, I mean, being in Costa Rica, then are you... Is there anything that you are, you know, missing at all? Or is it, I mean, that's sort of a. No, well, uh, like even my girlfriend, like it was her birthday yesterday. I sent her a text. She lives up in Canada. Like we lived 10 minutes from each other. And she goes, I miss your physical presence. That's what she says to me. And I'm like, and I actually miss like, hey, what are you up to? I'm gonna come by for coffee, you know, like, and going to her, like she's got acreage and like a hundred acre land with horses and bunkies and like things like like and I miss that edge like I miss my leather jackets and high heels and jeans you know like I you know I miss fall like the energy of fall like here it's like we're always in shorts and tank tops like I when I'm inside doing interviews and stuff I try to wear a shirt that isn't (laughs) so like here but I was being interviewed this week uh for a masterclass series launching at the end of the month and I said to her, like, I'm, this is my bathing suit. Like, I this is like, I'm in my bathing suit underneath clothes. When we get done, I have to go to the bank. So I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to flip on a tank top and head out, right? So it's like, like the clothes are the same every day. You know, like, yeah, I have dresses and rompers and I can maneuver, but like, it's hard to wear high heels here. Like most of the streets aren't paved. Like I live in the middle of the working class of Costa Rica. Like I'm not in resorts. Like I'm not in the upper class area. Like I am in the root of Costa Rica. And I brought 10 pairs of high heels with me here. Like, what the fuck? You know, like, (laughs) like, and but like one of the guys that I knew that was here was like, you're not going to need them. And I'm like, dude, do you not know me? Like, you should know me. Like I wear high heels. Like, yeah, no, you don't need them at all. Like I've worn them maybe three times. And then it was like one of those nights that I had to take them off because your feet hurt so bad because walk home barefoot on cement and rocks and shit. It's like, it's not the country for them. Like yeah. Just, well, at least where I live, like, yeah, you go further north and you're in prestige and Nasara is like about eight hours from us. And it's like high level class, lots of wealth. It's like the Beverly Hills of Costa Rica. And there you could wear high heels like, but it's like, yeah, not where I live. Just, so. yeah, living, living the good life. Yeah. So, I mean, so what were you... I don't know. Did you find your way there to that place? Were you somewhere else on the island or not the island on the, uh, I call it in the country. Yeah. Anywhere down there is an island. <laughs> yeah. If it's hot, um, it's an island. No, I, so the fun part is, and I know Rusty and I have chatted before he was on my podcast too. So like, he kind of has a little bit of a vibe understanding of me, but everything I do is intuition. So literally one day in 2022 in the spring last year, they're like, you're moving to Costa Rica. And I was like, Okay. I, and I knew I was going to move South somewhere. I just wasn't sure where. And I said, okay, when am I leaving? And they're like the fall in the fall. And I said, okay, should I start selling stuff now? Yes. Start getting stuff. So started donating, selling, cleaning, you know, once a week, I'd go through stuff just to start to move some stuff forward. And I've never even been here. Okay. And I just kept hearing this word, this word or place called Uvita. And then all of a sudden I started seeing I'm in Uvita, I'm in Uvita, I'm in Uvita. And then I was like, apparently I'm supposed to go to Uvita. 
So one of my girlfriends that I knew on Instagram that I'd followed throughout the whole like uh, pandemic and she was really speaking truth and I just loved her vibe. One day she literally said, we're moving to Uvita. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Right. So I was like, oh my God, like I desire to meet you. I'm, this is so funny. And then like a few weeks later, she posted about this place that was available where I live now. And that's how this place came about. And literally like all went, all the pieces just came together. Whoa. Yeah. So are you friends with her then now? Yeah, we hang out. She's back in Canada just for a bit, but I we're texting. I'm like, hey, do you want to go to this like dancing next Friday? She's like, I'm in. And I'm like, okay. Like we went through like this other experience together last weekend before she left. And like we're like, we're tight. Like we we get each other, you know, at a soul level. Like we understand each other. So yeah. Was a good person to be around during that uh time and experience because there's some people I assume that you don't i don't know there's definitely some people that are like hey i don't want to really be around you right now because are you talking about uh what we were talking about before we got on here are you talking about something different oh yeah no so that's enough this was something else but this led into that experience so like okay my birthday was um a couple weeks ago and on my birthday this tribe was in so five major indigenous tribes are in costa rica one of them is called the Bree Bree tribe and they were hosting some of the elders were coming in and hosting this song activation ceremony and i've been really called lately to use my voice a lot like i got my like tribal drum and i've been chanting and a lot of the work i do like spiritually i channel light language and stuff so i was like she's like do you want to go to this i'm like i'm so in so we went to this like ceremony and we're all around them. They're telling us the story of the tribe. They sing to us, you know, we uh, were in this vibration. And then we ended up the next day meeting with the elder one-to-one. Cause I said to her, like, I think we need to meet with the elder. And she's like, I'm all in for whatever you feel. So I approached them and this doesn't happen often. Like they don't see a lot of people one-to-one, but in the morning he was told to bring us in. So we went up to the mountain, got to hang out with him for the night, had dinner there, had tea, he did clearings on us. We had did medicine work with him. Like he made this specific medicine and it was the coolest experience. So like we get each other and on the way home, she's like, I would have never done that if it wasn't for you. And I'm like, she's like, that was one of the most beautiful experiences. So that opened things up. And then all of a sudden now, now I'm registered for this ayahuasca ceremony the next weekend, which was the one that just passed with another tribe from Brazil, the Yawana tribe that came up who are the protectors of the rainforest. So I'm in this indigenous energy and uh-huh. it was the coolest, like the last two weeks in my life of really grounding with the earth and being in this space. Like this doesn't happen in yeah. Canada, you know, like this is kind of like, a thing here yeah you can go to the the you know you can go onto their land and you can hang out with the indigenous in canada and do certain things but what came through potently over the last two weeks for me in, in these experiences like yeah it's just crazy so so then so it was just it was you and your friend and then the the leader were the what so yeah. it's just the three of you that that ended up uh, yeah, on sun- the Sunday night. So we went up to the mountain and they were staying with some friends. So the friends actually run the local market that I order all my food from. And it was so cool to sit with her because she was telling us about how they actually find their farmers. Like each farmer, uh, let's say the pineapples who supply the pineapples, all they grow on their land is pineapples. 
and the vibration of the pineapples. And she's like, they sing to them. They like love on them. Like everything I order from them, each of the things I eat, like the shiitake mushrooms come from an 800 year old tree. Like, are you kidding? Like, like to Whoa. feel that energy from the food we eat is just incredible, right? So yeah. I'm feeling grateful we're just there. Never mind the elder ceremony that we go through. Like, I just like, I love this vibe of this family. So her family, then his family. So his wife, his daughter, and the translator, because he only speaks Spanish or Bribri, which is a whole other language that no one else knows because it's never been written down. Only if oh. you're tribe, do you understand it. Yeah, yeah. So it was the coolest experience to, to be there. There was like eight of us, let's say in this home together. So me and my girlfriend and then, or me and my friend, I have to say now, because some people are like, are you a lesbian? And I'm like, no, she's just a girlfriend. And they're like, oh, we thought you were, and I was like, shit, the way humanity's going now, I got to fucking change my verbiages, right? So my yeah. friend and I, um, <laughs> and then the families that were there. So it was, yeah, so cool. Oh, I know. And so then, uh, then that led to the uh, the ayahuasca. So who was who was that, uh, or who yeah. who was involved in that one? Well, so I was telling my so I have a nurse that comes by to give me my IV for my vitamins, and she's super into ayahuasca. Um, her and I like would sit on this couch literally, and for like an hour that I'm getting dripped on, we would chat about stuff. So she came over on Sunday too. And she was telling, I was telling her about this experience that we had about sound activation. And she goes, I think there's an ayahuasca ceremony coming up next weekend. And I go, send it to me. Right. So she connected me to the person, sent me the little flyer thing. And I was like, I'm supposed to be there. I'm supposed to be there. So literally it all dropped in. Like you could have done Thursday and Saturday or just one of the days. And I couldn't make Thursday work. So I was all in for the Saturday. So at, we get there about 8 PM at night. And yeah. we start ceremony around 10 p.m. and go all the way straight till sunrise where our ceremony closed about 6 a.m. And then, yeah, yeah, it's all night. And then we have breakfast and then you can stay on the land. You can do whatever you want to do. But uh, it was like I, I recorded my podcast this week, my solo episode on it, because it was like in intense, like the things, you know, like everyone's like ayahuasca is so beautiful. Like I met the grandmother there and I saw the Jaguar and it was like this beautiful experience. Like once I took my second dose, I was like in the pits of fucking hell. Like I was like, I was like dying wow. a slow death. I was like covered in tar trying to like fucking crawl myself out of this hole. But, and I was like, beautiful. What the fuck? You know, like all these <laughs> people are like, it's so beautiful. And I'm like, I'm going to die. I just want to puke. What the fuck? And I couldn't get it out. Like nothing would leave my body. But oh, there's no. a reason, like if you, if you, ayahuasca, what she does, like the grandmother of plant energy, she takes you to the place that you have to heal. That's why so many people that have had addictions go do ayahuasca ceremony. So they go cool. into the root of wherever it is and they go deal with it in that ceremony. So Beautiful. I was dealing with some stuff that I ah, didn't think I'd ever have to deal with, or that wasn't in my conscious awareness and like literally in the middle of this shadow work, I was like, you're a fucking bitch. Like, look at how you look at the world. You're judging every, and I literally was in the middle of this. Like, it was crazy. And then uh, at one point it was like, you need to let go. That's what I kept hearing. And then she says, you got to go dance. So this tribe actually has albums on Spotify. The chief son who led most of the ceremony 
has 50,000 followers on Instagram. Like this isn't like, I had no, like I was this naive little girl in this room. The only one in the whole room that had never done ayahuasca before. I got a special blessing from the chief and he was like watching me the night, like just paying attention to my energy. And when his son served me the doses that I ended up taking of the medicine, it was the cool, like I could feel him. And the next day when I actually started thinking about some of the stuff that happened in integrating, I have a past life with him. We used to sing the songs together and do that kind of work together in this past life back in the day, wherever it was. Cause I knew so, all the songs, Rusty. So, okay. How yeah, did the past life, how the past life part come up and how did, and you, you said you knew the songs. Uh, yeah. Was this something, was that part of where it went to or were they, do they guide you to that spot or was no, that? It's a solo mission. So like, I like to talk things out sometimes and it was like, nobody's talking to anybody. Everyone's in their own zone doing their own thing. Nobody's talking. If you need help, you ask for help. That's it. There's 50 of us in this room. Okay. Like and we're outside in nature. Like we're in that, what they call a shala. All the doors, windows are open. Like we're in the middle of the night. You see the stars, but it was pouring rain at some points in time. And it was like, the coolest thing you hear the toads you hear everything we're working in an eco-friendly place so we have dry toilets like we're in outhouses like it's like it's so interesting but so what happened was I finally got the peak you need to go dance now I can barely stand up okay like that's kind of what the energy is but I did I stood up I started grounding in the energy then I was able to start to move and I kept hearing I could harmonize with them. I knew what they were going to say. Like, they're not speaking English, right? They're all in native language. I could feel the beat. I could just like, I just, I knew everything. And one of the girls that I met there says to me after, did you ever listen to these songs before? And I was like, no. She's like, how did you know all the words? And I was like, I don't know. I was tapped right in. So I thought about that the next day. So you come back home, right? You're tired as fuck, but you can't sleep because you're still freaking high a little bit. Like you're high, meaning energy, what you've just like, I danced like almost like rave style. Imagine like a okay. rave for like five hours in the night. So after Whoa. I got out of the shadow, it was like, boom, I didn't stop until it was one point, go sit back down. And I went, okay. And I just listened, right? Go sit back down. But it was singing and dancing. And it was like this beat. Like there was a, the song that got me up was like, I'm like, I heard this song before. And it was like, boo, like it was like a beat. Like you wanted to groove and dance, like fast paced guitar, drumming. Like it was Sarah, like it was beautiful. And I got home, finally was able to go to sleep for a while, tired, like crashed, crashed. Like could barely open my eyes waking up. But around 4 p.m., I was like, you got to get up or else you're going to fuck your whole life up. Cause it's going to be like, I'm sleeping now at random times. I'm tired. I, I didn't want to mess up my circadian rhythm. So I started to think about the experience. I put the album back on that he had sang and then it dropped in and it was like, it just, I just know. So like, I have a really strong knowing. And so past life for me is some of the work that I do with clients and stuff too. And I was like, wow. And then I saw the life I saw us in the life. And I, it, I understood because it was like, I could see that he saw me. So when I sat down for my second dose, the smile on his face and his energy, I saw that he saw me. So he knew. And then when he was singing, there was one point he was singing by himself with his guitar and he, his heart called me to sing with him. And I was like, we've done this before. And I was the only one with him singing and across the room, 
Like I wasn't sitting beside him. I wasn't at the front being honored. I was across the room. So it's like, he saw me, you know, and I, and I was like, what, what is this? And people were like, he never gives blessings like that. Like, you're so like lucky to have that done. And I was like, he knows me, you know, like, I'm just like, okay. And everyone's like your first ceremony. This was the most amazing one. Like, cause some people like, don't do it this way. They do it one-to-one solo, small group. This was like a celebration. So it was like, I almost came back out of like, we're now celebrating the darkness moved. And then I dropped back into my third dose and the darkness wasn't there. It didn't come back. So I was like, okay, that's weird. So just interesting stuff. Holy yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> where do you want to go with this one? <laughs> well, a, a lot of different ways, a lot of different ways. So, I mean, had you ever, I mean, with other trips, uh, you've done other trips before have they been anything like this as far as what you learn about yourself has ever been was it just I mean I've done my fair share of drugs back in the day you know like I've done mushrooms acid you know I was on e one time I had a stint of like cocaine for like six months and like I've I've been you know I used to smoke a lot of weed um, nothing like, and all that was recreational. It's more for like, let me get out of my body. Let me diminish the shit in me. Cause I don't want to deal with it. And let's go party and have experiences where this medicine literally brings you to the places like you don't set it. Yeah. You set an intention, but grandmother ayahuasca is going to take you to wherever she needs to take you. Like, and it's not like you can consciously be in awareness of where you're going. Like you drop in, like, when she started activating in me, it was like, I could feel all the times that I used to drink away things. Like I would be, I was like, I was hammered in this room, but not the good hammered, like the already ready to puke hammered. Like, you know, like that feeling that you've just drank so much, you could barely see you're super fucking dizzy. That's where I was. And all of us had buckets and they call it offering. So if she brought it up in you, you could let it go. My body wouldn't release it. It always it stayed like here. And I kept trying to get it to come. It wouldn't because then I also would be diminishing the process I was going through, right? I was like, just get it out. And it wouldn't come out anyway. Like it wouldn't come out no matter. I tried to get it out all different ways. It wouldn't come because it was like one of those things I needed to deal with. Like all the times that I drank away the feelings or I diminished myself and just was like, let's go here. So that's where I dropped in first. So so yeah. is that like, a, I mean, quote unquote, bad trip, but then it's like, for like, rather than just getting into a place and being all scared, it, this is like, hey, this is something you obviously that's fucking with you, and that you need to deal with yeah. uh, right here, right now. Let's do this. You're, you're in the, the best possible environment and state of mind to work through this let's do it so you don't have something like this coming up again when you're maybe in a place where you're really stressed or you're you know with somebody and you know that they don't they don't know what's going on and yeah and it just sort of happens um yeah just being able to experience it right there Yeah. Well, and I think the thing is like, we shove stuff down. Well, you know, being, you know, in the hypnotherapy world that your work goes into the depths of the like unconscious mind to be able to like pull some of this out that we don't consciously know. So ayahuasca is the same thing. Um, 
you know, in the middle of all that, I was like, fuck this. I'm never doing this again. Like, this is not my medicine. I can't believe I'm like, you know, I go through all that because I'm like fighting it. Like inside, I'm still fighting, you know, until it came to the oh. point was like, I'm going to surrender and see where you take me because obviously this is coming up and this is where we're going for a reason. And I was not, like, I didn't do any research before I went in. I had an understanding of some of the people that I know that like, they're like, it's so like, you know, like I said, it's so beautiful. And I was like, what the fuck? And now I understand coming out the other side where the beauty holds and people are like, will, will you do it again? I'm like, I'm, I will, because I know I have to, because there's some stuff down in there that I need to go discover. The second time around will be way different. I know what, where I'm moving through. I know how to move it in and out and go. Now it's going to be like, I'm going to go deeper in like, okay, here we are. Let's fucking go and like dig the hole down. Like, let's go find it. What do we got to know? But the first time around, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. You know, <laughs> like, literally imagine like Golem from like Lord of the Rings yeah, covered in black tar crawling along the uh, ground trying to get out that's the image i had like it was like i was so under this darkness so you either see it as the darkness leaving me or you see me leaving and actually breaking free and it was like the most vivid image that i will never forget ever forget and i think it's important you don't ever forget that because it's it reminds you of what you went through and what where you are now but mm -hmm. I guess more importantly, where you were before without knowing it. And I mean, with, you know, with, with hypnosis too, like with, um, I mean, people think that like, oh, you know, I'm going to be thinking about something that happened to me when I was 20, but then here there's something that happened to me when I was six that I had no fucking clue that I forgot all about it, but, oh, here it is. Uh, okay. We're going to deal with this right now. Like the, let's get through this. And then, you know, there may be something else. And I mean, like you're saying, like, and the, this guy I was talking to earlier this week, that was that, uh, I think he did ayahuasca two or three times because he said the same thing. Like he knew he had to go back. There's still more. I think he said he has yeah. to go at least one more time to really be able to get to where he needs to get to and be able to have that setting to go and be able to experience and work through what needs mm -hmm. to be to get you to the, the right place in your existence to be well yeah uh, I think you know, yeah like I, well as you know like our conscious mind can only hold a certain amount of stuff right so when I went right. into this I knew and I just set the intention show me what it is I need to see like, and that was my intention. So cool. yeah, it brought me into those spaces. Obviously, you know, when I set that intention, like it wasn't like, I want it like, cause I, I move stuff so quickly, Rusty. Like I'm like in and off things. Like I I'll go into the shadow. I'll go deeper in. I'll be like, why is the scarcity root showing up? Where is it? And I'll go in and I'm like, boom, boom, boom. And it's the work I actually do with clients. So like, I have to authentically move through this myself, but ayahuasca let me almost not be in charge you know, and yeah. surrender into so that like, I could finally discover this about myself. And like, I have indigenous roots and I've been really called forth to speak now through a tribal energy. So being in that too, it wasn't just about the shadow experience. It was also about the awakening, you know, and the remembering, like I'm singing every day. Now I'm creating an album this year. It's coming out like me chanting my drum, 
um, there's five, and the whole album dropped in. So after the third dose, I'm sitting there and I got the name of the album, the album cover, three of the song names and the energy of it. They're like, you need to have five different. So it's not tracks because it's like five different things happening in one song. So there's like the singing and chanting, but then there's another overlay of my voice with something else, my rattle, my drum. And then I need to get another drum. That's a different edge and bringing all five of those together to create the tracks. And like, it's kind of like you and hypnosis, right? But the tracks are going to be like clearing doubt or accelerating joy. And it's going to be like in that energy. So it's going to be really cool. So were you musically inclined before this? Yeah, I used to play like five different instruments in high school. And like, I get, music is my number one, like IQ, music and sound coordination. So it's my okay. number one way to express an intellectual capacity. So you know how to put it all in the tracks and to get everything into well, you... my podcast producer is a music producer. So she's going cool. to produce the album and she lives five minutes from me. So awesome. I said to her, can we actually make it happen here? She's like, we'd have to record each of them separately and then mold them together. And I go, that's no problem. But do we have the acoustics? Like, can we make it work? She's like, we'll figure it out. And I said, okay. So we're yeah. going to start to record. I'm ready. Like I'm like, at least I get, there's about three songs I can get out right now. I'm ready. So I'm just like, okay, so 11 songs, like 11 tracks, um, and it'll be out by the end of the year. I'm in a closet and a lot of big comforters. Uh, I probably don't have comforters there, do you? And we don't probably... have closets either, really. So everything oh, okay. is open, right? Because they, if you close it, the moisture stays and things mold. So everything is open. So we'd have to figure out, and I don't know if the bathrooms have enough of like acoustic ability in them. I don't know. It's okay. Well, with technology these days, I think you can maneuver it pretty good. Yeah. And I mean, right now where you're sitting, it sounds good. I mean, like in your podcast sounds good. Your, your vocals is, I don't think it would be. Yeah. I think there's enough stuff to be able to, you know, manipulate and yeah. improve the, the sound if it needs to be, but I mean, the, the, the technical part of it, you have it all down. You you know what you need to do. You know how to you know what tracks need to go where, how everything fits together, and uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. And oh so, when God. was the last time you got to do something like that? I've never have done you ever? It ever, and I would never sing in public. Like I'm not trained singer. I can mm -hmm. hear music, and maybe I should have taken singing lessons so that I could attune my tonality but I'm not gonna be singing really. I'm gonna be chanting. And technically it's still singing, like even when I'm hymning and stuff, but it's not like I'm singing a song. It's like, I'm bringing in a vibration in. So channeling in, dropping into indigenous roots, like, you know, me and my support system, I'll be like, where's my white Buffalo woman? What other tribes? And me and the tribe will be here on the couch or wherever it is. It'd be like, all right, you ready to go? Let's go, you know? And it, it's gonna be like a party in my mind moving that energy through it's gonna be cool i really hope you have a part in there where it says where's my white buffalo woman at or if, if that, <laughs> that's in there, that little little sound clip is in there uh i think that would be pretty cool um, i'm sure there'll be prayers like people will be able to buy the tracks individually that's what i was told like because so someone's like really dealing with something they don't want the whole album but i think the album will have some tracks in it that are like special prayers and stuff that are yeah channeled in so is the, is it going to tell a story as a whole or are each track separate or? Um... Yeah, I think each track will be separate. But like people could probably feel 
the story through it, each of them. Like, cause the last song I'm just being told is like the freedom song, how to liberate yourself from the shackles. Uh, so it'll yeah. end in that. So I just like, I could hear the beat now already. It's dropping in and I'm like, dude, we're not recording yet. Okay. <laughs> like, you know, like... <laughs> well, we're recording here, but totally different. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. You know, you can take the tracks you want and just do it all here. It can yeah. be uh, live on the podcast. <laughs> oh, but from singing on sun, like Saturday night, Sunday, like singing, singing, my voice is rusty. And I like led a circle last night. A lot of like, oh, it's funny. A lot of um, light language channel through to me last night too. And I could feel my voice. Like I have to, I, the power and all of this is so interesting for the physical form, right? So, yeah. And you have some good tea then to go along with that? Uh, I'm, your... Well, I'm drinking some vanilla chai, so I wouldn't say it's Ooh. good tea for my throat, but it's juicy for my body and my heart. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> important too. I mean, that's, that's, that's part Cheers of the, the whole, yeah. Cheers to that. The part mm. of the whole experience of... Uh, being able to to get something like that i i also had one i never recorded it when i was on a trip uh it was called uh, and i it was weird because i i just i had a it was a little a little yellow notepad yeah a little legal notepad and yep and i wrote it was a 10 tracks i wrote all the stuff i have it somewhere um the the truffle trees that dr seuss smoked was what it was called and <laughs> i can totally uh, see that about you yeah, and it was probably like 15 years ago that i wrote it mm. somewhere around there somewhere around 15 years ago and i moved a lot and it somehow is still somewhere here <laughs> existing i but i i don't know i never uh i've never i don't know i guess i have recorded stuff but I haven't recorded that. Yeah. I haven't recorded that. <laughs> so what, what musical instruments did you play? What, what are your ones you were? Yeah, well, I started into? off with a keyboard. So my grandmother taught me how to play it. And then I just started playing it by ear. And so, okay, I was going to ask, uh, were you trained by sheet music or was it by ear or by just being able to learn how to play different rhythms or melodies? Yeah, so I could I could read the music. Um, she taught me how to read the music, and then I, it was mostly by ear. Um, wow. And like I could like even now like I could hear a song and sing the song and the runs in the song and and feel it. Like I could pick up an instrument and dive right in. Like I because like it's the ear. Like I have the ear for it. Yeah. Um, and then I went to school and and started playing in like you know junior high in the band. I started off with the drums to start like the actual drums. Uh, for our concert in grade eight, like we played like Nirvana's like Smells Like Teen Spirit and the guys are like, do a roll. I was like, what the fuck is a roll? Like, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to get my fucking eye hand coordination and like my foot fucking bouncing at the right time with my freaking hand. I wasn't really good at the drums, um, but it moved me into playing then the flute, which then I could hold and master. And even now the tribal flute is calling to me and you have to be like almost ordained to hold the power of the flute in the tribes somewhere along this line, I guarantee you I'm going to be picking up a flute. Like it's going to be part, like I'm going to get gifted this beautiful piece of wood. I guarantee you that's happening. I could feel it when I hear the flute. I'm like, it, it amplifies my heart. And I'm like, I'm supposed to be playing that anyway. So it's a tribal thing. flute. Uh, sorry. I don't, uh, yeah. It's like a wood flute that you play. Like, it's kind of like, it looks it, like kind of like a clarinet. 
it's it's not like this it's like no it's like this like yeah. this forward yeah yeah uh, so more clarinet oriented um then i moved to the trumpet so i can play that effectively and then i settled on the saxophone so and that wow. like i never practiced and i was always the lead like my band teacher would always say to me like what if what if you just practice like imagine how good you'd be and like you could actually do this for a living and i was like eh like, you know, I'm not really into that. I'm just that good. You know, like, I'm just like, you know, like, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> and then years later, like we were at Christmas dinner and my girlfriend's son plays the harp and he played us a song. And then I said to him, can you show me where C is? And he was like, yeah, right here. And then I said, and I looked at the music he was playing and literally within half an hour, I was playing the exact same song on the harp. And I just Whoa. learned how to play the harp by ear and just feeling around um that song so like like when I say like so there's actually 11 forms of genius most people don't know this we're taught two of them in school linguistics and logistics um like really taught those but there's actually 11 forms my number one is in sound and music coordination so when I used to teach aerobics like people would be like you should teach like I could literally teach the whole class back to the class after while well, I was just in the class and then I did teach aerobics for like years because I could just hear the music, right? I could keep everybody on beat. I could hear the music. So let's go. And yeah, it's just always been around. Never would I ever thought that I would be in this position now doing the work that I do, that I have an album coming out. Like, and it's not going to be like, oh, I'm an artist. Like, it's not that. But I was told I have to own that I'm a musician. And I also have to, this was what happened in ceremony on the weekend. And I also have to own that I'm a poet. And I went, okay, fine, whatever. So I wrote a poem that Sunday night after I'd woken up from the sleep about the experience. So I have a poem about the experience and what it felt like to hold that. And so, yeah, I know it's just, it's interesting when you go through things, right. And you start to open stuff up, like, and step into that, you know, like I'm a spiritual guide, I'm a soul mission activator. I do a lot of whole stuff in business, but it's like, now it's like, no, part of your identity is that you're a poet. And I'm like, all right. What kind of poem was it? random one what, of thoughts. A, a limerick yeah. or anything no it didn't or, uh, rhyme um yeah oh, okay cool all right yeah I, so I like, like ones that don't rhyme yeah like straight up like yeah mostly grounded like i use a lot of the earth energy right so like the elements came through and like speaking to the feelings of and you know what the experience opened me up to like the shedding of the dark and moving into the light like stuff and I talk a lot in that kind of language anyways if you ever read my posts like at least over the last few months the energy is there like it's like yeah. in the quietness of my mind I can hear and I can hear da, da 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 and like you know like so I already have an edge that way but now it's about like owning it like you need to own that you're a poet and a musician and I'm like what fine you know, <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess if that's what Whatever. I need to do, I'm gonna go. I'll see you later. I'm gonna go be a poet and a musician. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I'm gonna go be really good at it. Yeah, um, just part of my soul's path over here. Yeah, and so then, how when you're writing this, um, are you are you writing it longhand? Or are you doing it on a uh, on a legal pad? Or are you doing it on your phone? Are you doing it on a computer? Or, are you using a chisel and stone? <laughs> uh, it's mostly on my notes on my on my phone, um, but it would flow easier if I just voice noted it and then transcribed because of the fact that then I'm not preoccupied with spelling and I'm in the zone of a letting it come through. 
So I had to create a manual for one of my programs last month that I taught and it was 61 page manual. It ended up, but I dictated the whole thing. And then I went in and edited it after, because if I would have had to like type the whole thing, like I would have gotten lost in the flow. So I just, I just dictated it all. So, so, and then, uh, so then I just detected and, you know, did all the dictating, not dictating the, uh, the putting the words on there. I can't think of the, what yeah. it's called right now. It did that for you. And then you just went and took the words out, changed them around and all that. Uh, and then formatted the whole thing, moved it around. Yeah. 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 I think that's a much better way to do it. Um, yeah. And typing, I don't know. I, I feel like a lot's lost when you type in and trying. I think there's also trying to think of the right words and making, making the sentence look pretty. And I think a it doesn't need to. Yeah. It, it doesn't need to. Like it's, especially if you're the way that you're saying it, the way that you're saying it and the way that you would write it are two totally different things. And being able to say it, but then have it put into writing uh, or, you know, writing something, but then having to, you know, read it as a speech or something are two totally different worlds there. And, you know, being able to, I think something would be lost if you were ended up writing it out and you wouldn't have that. Like you were saying, you have that filter on you of wanting to make sure things are spelled correctly or you're using the right, oh, the okay. right words or sentence structure and part of your mind's being taken up by that, which, well, and also too, like I can't type as fast as I think. Right. Right. And so now I'm pausing. So then the flow of creativity is moving out of me. And this whole manual is about the Akashic record. So it's all spiritual conversation. So it's like, I can't like, like stopping the flow when you're channeling spiritually is just like not okay. So I needed to, and plus it saved me so much time. You know, like, yeah, I had to go in and edit and like things like that. Cause I didn't, I've never dictated something like this before. So it's like period new paragraph. And I would forget half the time and fucking say shit like that. And I say, so a lot apparently, cause there was yeah. so many. So's, you know, yeah. and I was yeah. like, Oh, there's a word in my vocabulary. I need to start paying attention to, you know, like, I, I see that too. When I'm going through the first, so for zoom, there's a little thing called that, uh, does the dictation or not dictation yeah. take notes take notes yeah like a yeah it does all that stuff for me and i look at it and i'm like oh shit okay here's what i say and then yeah just trying to uh or you know i don't know it's it's tough it's a tough thing to look but it also makes you're talking better and uh you know getting the ums in there or or things like that. Yeah, it can be yeah. tough. I said a roadrunner go across my driveway and I was like, what's moving outside? What what how big is a roadrunner? They're really small actually. So they're like a small bird, probably maybe like that big. Yeah. And I was watching them run after each other this morning. They're actually really fun. So it's actually fun to watch them. <laughs> I have a few of them. They live on my property. So like three or four of them are around and then I see them at like in the mornings and I see them at dusk. And where oh. they hang out around in the middle of the day, no idea. Where they sleep, no clue. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of fun you, when you do stuff here. 
Yeah. Are there what what's the animal there that you've found that you uh not not like you know the that you're like okay this is a cool animal I've never seen before and I really like checking it out. Is that the Roadrunner or is there a different animal there and well, when uh, I lived in California, the desert, like the, there was roadrunners there. So they're kind of like not wow. new to me. And, you know, I've been to Mexico a few times. So iguanas aren't new to me. Um, like I would say the tarantula is new, but I'm not new to spiders. And I have some tarantulas that live on my property around. I see them at night, like one day. So I have these stray cats that live on my property. Um, so pretty much they're mine, but I'm not owning them. And I may feed them and everything. <laughs> But one night I opened up the door and they live outside, right? So they come in to eat and then I'll cuddle with them, play a little bit. And then, and because they're seven weeks old, the kittens, and then the mom Aww. is with them. But I opened up the door and there's this freaking massive like tarantula on the door. And I was like, I'm closing the door and nobody's coming in. <laughs> you know, like I, yeah. that can't get in here. You know, <laughs> I'm like, right. you're okay. And the next day I was hanging out with my girlfriend. She came over for coffee and we we're having coffee on my back, like in the back porch. And I said, I told her about the, the spider and then it dropped in. It was like, the spider's actually protecting your house at night. So it's like, they're protecting the doorway. And I went, cause who would actually want to come into a house when the fucking tarantula is on the door? Right. Nobody a- really. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, okay, buddy, thank you. And in energies and all that kind of stuff. So probably that, but there's tons of fucking snakes here that, and like, I've seen one in my house, which was a quite an interesting oh. experience. Um, and I've seen multiples on hikes up in the mountain, which makes sense. Cause we're up in the mountain and that's their environment, but it is common. Like they are around and I'm talking about poisonous, like not, not even the garter snakes we see in like North America. Like these guys right. are like, like out of anything, they're probably the most like dangerous thing or the spiders that live behind bananas, which is the most poisonous spider on earth. Yeah. So watch when you pick bananas. Yeah. Well, they're on a tree, right? So whoever cuts them off the tree, I guarantee you there's a spider behind them. You have to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah so cool i've so, seen poisonous oh. toads and frogs and like you know all that stuff too but it's probably those the snakes are like mm, i'm not a big fan so i heard that bananas there taste way different than uh mm-hmm. and fresh bananas because we usually it's usually so long that we have our bananas yeah uh, in north america by the time you eat them it's way different and well, they probably have to spray them. There's no way. Because if you watch, because me and my banana experience, right? You saw me on the stories about this banana bread that I first made. But oh, literally, yeah. I got 14 more bananas. So they come in a bunch. They're a thousand colones, which equals $2 US for like 14 bananas. Okay. Like it is like, and they're organic. Like they just came off the tree. And literally, my girlfriend's like, cut them, separate them, because then they're not talking to each other. I don't think that's a thing either because literally one started to ripen and then all of a sudden all of them are now ripened. I'm literally shoving bananas in my face, like three bananas I had yesterday. Like I'm eating all these bananas so, so that they don't go bad, but right. like they are a beautiful experience, like eating anything on like here from the earth, like any of the fruits, the mangoes, you have never had mango till you've had mango here. Like it's like, the fruit in North America has no clue about what fruit really is, unless you're like living it off of a tree, like you're pulling it right from your own tree, like the, like the 
oranges and stuff like that in like you know florida and stuff but like seriously right like, yeah. yeah it There's- is different soil level the humidity in the air like it is like mm, everything's different like dragon fruit i had yesterday and like passion fruit is like yeah amazing i know just right there i'm gonna go have something you know what am i gonna eat now you know i know i'm like i already had my banana this morning so now what am i gonna go eat yeah question more bananas (laughs) can you believe we've been talking for like over an hour yeah, I was like a wrap it up and go eat because uh, I'm like I'm like I can't. Where did we go? We must have went down a vortex. Like what? We've been just like randomly talking about random stuff the whole time. It's awesome. That's what that's what we do. That's what we do. And, <laughs> that's what we do. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I love it. And, yeah, I was thinking. I like halfway through. I'm like, okay, well, when am I gonna have her on again? Like, you know, I got I got I got to bring her back. And so, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I enjoy it. There's, yeah, it's we a good flowed in all these ways yeah. and different dynamic. Like we talked about so many random things. It was awesome. I love talking about random yeah. things. Me too. Easy to get there. Uh, doesn't not forced. No. And it's yeah, it's <laughs> it's good stuff. So where where is everyone going to find you? Yeah, I hang out a lot on Instagram. That's kind of like my mo. So yeah, they can find me. Just search my full name, like Colleen Lindbergh, and you will see the the in front of my name, the Colleen Lindbergh, the one and only. <laughs> no, there's a couple of other Colleen Lindberghs in the world, but are you gonna hit them up? Not too many. No, one of them. One time I like did research. I googled myself, and it was like one of them was incarcerated in like San Francisco. Ooh. And I went. I do not want that one on my rap sheet, please. Yep. <laughs> Never mistaken me for this. You know, like get her yeah. on your podcast. Yes. <laughs> Like, hi, uh, Colleen Lindbergh. This is Colleen Lindbergh. How are you today? (laughs) Uh, I wonder how many rusty diamonds are in the world. Do you think there's a few? I I actually started friend requesting them and none have followed or accepted them. (laughs) Of course you would. I'm not surprised that you would do that. That's Uh, hilarious. (laughs) Someone said something about it a few days ago, and I'm like, well, I'm going to go try to find all the other rusty diamonds. And (laughs) yeah, I don't think they like me enough. And so, so then your podcast too, uh, which I was on, mm-hmm. can be found anywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. And I mean, that will be in, also in the show notes. So uh, you shouldn't be a dummy and not follow Colleen here and check out what she's doing because I enjoy it. And if I enjoy it, you're going to enjoy it. Right, there's no reason why, and if if Colleen's doing it, there's no reason why you would. And we're waiting for that album to drop, those tracks. Yeah, the tracks I'll of a new send album. it over to you. Yeah, once I, it's live, you'll, you'll get a free copy just because. I yeah. love it all. Yeah. You um, got a bird having a good time around here. Can you hear that? I can't. Okay. But like I'll take your word for it. Maybe in the background, I'm like, something's come happening. Through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll come through. I'll put some in and post. Put some bird sounds in and post. No, this one sounds like a squeaky toy, which means that it's like a, a caution call. So I wonder if the cats are hunting Ooh. this bird and the bird's going nutty <laughs> right now at the cats. I guarantee you it's got to be like some kind of drama happening outside with the fucking animals. Guaranteed. <laughs> well, that seems like that's a good thing for today. 
this happens in yeah. my life. Like it was like, welcome to my, this is my life now. This is what happens in my world. You know? <laughs> Gonna go check out the cats and the birds and the bananas. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. It's so good. Well, Rusty, I always appreciate you, man. And I'm yeah. so grateful that we're connected and I'm Likewise. happy we did this today. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, I'll get you back on sometime. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk some more, get some more wherever we get to, whatever it is, <laughs> whatever it is. Wherever and, we go. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, have a, a great rest of your day and yeah, we'll, we'll talk soon. Okay. Yeah, you too. Okay. All right. Bye. 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 I did a bye. Yeah, she's cool. I like her a lot. Um, check her out. Check her out. Check out Colleen. I'm stretching my back. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening here on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGBN, with other great shows such as Fred Ben's Savage's Fluck. Fluck. <laughs> um, I guess that's a show. That was a show until Disney sent us a cease and desist, but that's a different story. So uh, with other great shows on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, such as uh, When the Gloves Come Off, the Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast, this is it with Lizzie and Say by the Ben and brought to you by Stone Reads Productions, Fred Ben Savage as fuck, eh? uh, Hypnosis is great, Hardcore Comedy, and Sockemup.org. And that is the show, man. Boom. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Ernest! 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 <coughs> yes, Pee Wee. You brought the snacks, right?